I watched the interview that Dr. Mike did. If you don't know Dr. Mike, he's a YouTuber with about 12 million followers. He's a family practice physician. He talks about all kinds of uh, medical topics and he brings a voice of reason to medicine. Now, he brought on Dr. Gundry, the cardiothoracic surgeon who has been telling people not to eat apples or tomatoes or fruits and that smoking is okay and all this kind of stuff. Now, he does, he does state in the introduction that when Dr. Gundry's team reached out to him and said, hey, can you interview Dr. Gundry? He has a new book coming out. Dr. Mike said, I will only interview him if I can do whatever I want. It's going to be a critical interview. I am not just going to let him say whatever he wants. I'm going to fact check the hell out of him. And I'm going to bring another cardiologist on the show to actually uh, help me debunk and demystify the BS that he says. And he had the brilliant uh, Dr. Danielle uh, Bellardo on, who is a uh, in charge of the, uh, Amer I believe it's called the American Association of Preventative Cardiology or Society of Preventive Cardiology, something like that. Um, she's super brilliant. She has her own uh, podcast. You can go listen to it. Look up um, Dr. Danielle Bellardo. I believe she's based out of California as well. So Dr. Mike brought these two into his studio and they recorded this thing. It's like an hour and almost two hours long, hour 45. And Dr. Gundry has a new book to sell. That's why he's doing the podcast tour. It's it's a bunch of nonsense. He He starts out with the most outrageous claim ever, telling people that smoking is good for you. He says most of the people that live in the blue zones are smokers and that this is somehow protective and blah, 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 yada, 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 that all of the men in the blue zones smoked. Now, the blue zones are obviously very controversial. I'm sorry, controversial. There is evidence that these people in the blue zones, despite everything they did, no matter how they ate, how active they were, what they did in life, a lot of them had genetic, let's say, mutations that allowed them to live longer. The PCSK9 mutation, the FOXO3 mutation, all these other mutations. I've discussed a lot of them in my new cholesterol book. If you want to grab that, it's almost done, actually. If you go to drallo.net slash cholesterol, sign up, you'll get my lipid guide for free, and you'll be on the list to be the first to know when the cholesterol book comes out. Plus, you'll get some sample pages from the cholesterol book. I'm working on it. It's over 100,000 words right now. It's 103,000 words, 472 pages. It's going to be a behemoth. But we attack idiots like this and all these common myths, and you will have an incredible understanding of cholesterol uh, once you read that book. It's drallo.net slash cholesterol. That's drallo.net slash cholesterol. Anyways, moving on. He talks about the blue zones and says that the vast majority of men in that book, and I do have a chapter on blue zones in my book, they are definitely controversial. But the genetic mutations that exist in some parts of the world especially in more close-knit communities, Loma Linda, California, Okinawa, Japan, that, that island, I think it's called Nagoya in Costa Rica. Some of these places, the reason people live to over 100 or over 90, whatever you want, whichever you want to use, is because they have genetic mutations. Now, you may, and this kind of like argues against what he's saying. He's saying, well, most of the men smoked. How do they have the, the best longevity? Well, when you have no ApoB, no, no atherosclerotic uh, lipoproteins. They're, they're running around, the people with the loss of function mutation run around with an LDL cholesterol of like 10 to 15 almost their entire lives. 
So when you're running around with the cholesterol of 10 to 15, even if you smoke, even if you're not active, even if you're whatever, 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 you're not likely to have atherosclerosis. You may end up with a lot of other things, but atherosclerosis is not going to be one of them. Now, also overgeneralizing. If you look at the entire population of Sardinia, Italy, for example, and 85% of the men smoke, but there's a high percentage of the people there that have this PCSK9 mutation, you're looking at a population of a million people. That's the only, only 50,000 of them have this mutation. Of that million people, if 85% of the men smoke, that does not mean that those are the ones that lasted to 100. Of that 50,000 with the PCSK9 loss of function mutation, if let's say 3,000 of them live past 100, they may not have been the same group of people that smoked. So we know when you have PCSK9 loss of function mutations, if you do everything else correctly, you can live a long, healthy life free of heart disease for the most part, right? So you cannot generalize and say, well, 85% of them smoked. Well, not 85% of the people who live to 100 actually smoked. You know, you got to look at that independently. So he goes on and does all these mental gymnastics. He says, well, it's the nicotine that makes you live longer, which literally nobody says. I mean, there's a whole chapter in my book on nicotine and how nicotine by itself can cause atherosclerosis. You wear a nicotine patch or use nicotine gum or take nicotine pills even, you it drops, whatever it is, you will absolutely end up with tighter arteries, more inflammation, endothelial dysfunction, your arteries can't function the way they're supposed to, arterial stiffness, all of that just from the nicotine alone. Well, he says, well, there's this research that nicotinic acid and nicotinamide and NMN, the same nonsense that Dr. David Sinclair talks about, uh, to sell books and supplements. Dr. Sinclair does this research on NMN, on these sirtuins that are found in single-cell organisms, and he's trying to say that humans are single-cell organisms, where the data on this is just not robust, and you cannot say that a single-cell organism, like a maybe amoeba, uh, you can say that humans are like amoebas. That's just not the case. And if you look, if you listen to Charles Brenner, Dr. Charles Brenner, who is actually a longevity expert, he has challenged Dr. Sinclair a million times to debates, and the guy just keeps saying no. He's blocked him on every social platform because he just doesn't want to deal with it, and he knows he's lying, and he just doesn't care. He's just selling books, um, and he says this all in the name of Harvard because I think he's a professor at Harvard. Uh, if you want to listen to Dr. Brenner, go to The Proof Podcast called The Proof with Simon Hill. Dr. Charles Brenner, B-R-E-N-N-E-R, was on there. So that's the wildest, craziest claim, he said. Dr. Bellardo was there to fact check him. And she went on talking about epidemiological studies, cohort studies, randomized control trials, placebo controlled, double blind trials. You know, every possible trial in the world has shown that smoking increases heart disease without question. And then Gundry goes on and says, well, let me tell you a story about this one patient. Like, we don't need stories. Anecdotes are cute. She didn't say it that way because... She's trying to be polite. Same with Dr. Mike. You know, it was very professional. None of them really attacked each other or made fun of him, even though he was saying the most outrageous and insane, unscientific stuff. They kind of let him say what he wants and then battled back with science. A lot of times, you know, people in the comment section are saying, I don't know how you sat there and listened to this nonsense without saying something. I give you props. You know, good job not doing that. So they did a really good job of just saying, look, anecdotes are cute. You know, I'm glad you had that one patient that lived to 90 while being a smoker and then never got lung cancer. Great. You know, that's a unicorn. Or he says, well, I have a lot of patients that, 
you know, this one guy, let me tell you about Mike or Big Mike or some weird name. I don't know what it was. He, Big Ed, I think it was. He's a Big Ed had a cholesterol of 400 and he's doing just fine. You know, like, like that. And they're just like, okay, great. It's a unicorn. Literally nobody within, if you look at population data and aggregate data and almost any way you want to test it, uh, no one with an LDL cholesterol lives to 100 on the aggregate, right? Most people with a cholesterol 400 have had heart attacks and strokes by age 20 to 35 at the earliest, sometimes age five, depending on which type of familial hypercholesterolemia they have. The next most outrageous thing he said, which was just beyond insane, is that fruits are dangerous, that no one should eat a fruit. He calls grapes sugar bombs. He literally told everyone, they don't eat grapes because they're sugar bombs. You might as well be eating a Hershey's bar, which is insane. I mean, like Dr. Mike said in the show, I don't have patients that are overeating fruit. Literally, there are no patients, including me, myself, as a cardiologist, there are no patients overeating fruit that I have to tell them to cut back on fruit because you're getting too many calories from fruit. In fact, like Dr. Bellardo uh, wisely commented, the vast majority of studies show that consuming more fruit actually reduces atherosclerosis, reduces heart disease. So where this guy is coming up with this stuff is just a bunch of nonsense. He just wants to sell books telling people not to eat lecithins and not to eat nightshades, which are like tomatoes, like don't ever eat tomatoes, don't eat honeycrisp apples, but you can eat, but you can eat green apples, don't eat this. He tells people not to eat fruits that are not in season, which is absurd. Every fruit can be in season now because we get them shipped here from all over the world. If it's not in season in America, it's in season in South America, right? What kind of nonsense is this that fruits that are not in season and they're artificially ripened are dangerous for you? I mean, this is the kind of absurdity that we have in the medical world. And no wonder the public is confused. I would be confused. Like, what in the hell? You got everybody telling us that fruits and vegetables are good for you, but you got this one nutty professor-looking guy who's telling people that fruits can kill you. Literally, that's what he said, that basically fruits are going to kill you. I don't know how or why he says this, but it's just outrageous. The next thing um, that he said that was uh, bizarre is that everything can be cured if you cure the gut. Now, mind you, he has a new book coming out called Something Gut. I forgot the name of it. Don't even want to say it because I don't want you to go buy it because it's probably a bunch of nonsense. Something about the gut. Forgot the name of it. He literally said over and over and over again that you can cure autoimmune disease. You can cure this. You can cure that by the gut. So Dr. Mike asked him, he's like, Doc, why on earth? So you're telling me you know more than rheumatologists, immunologists, gastroenterologists? And he says, yes, I do. So Dr. Mike says, well, do you consider yourself a prophet or a god? Because literally... The entire world of rheumatology, immunology, gastroenterology, neurology has been looking to heal autoimmune disease, and they are looking for the answers because the person who discovers it first is going to be a billionaire or win the Nobel Prize in medicine or whichever comes first, right? Why on earth have they not been able to figure it out, but your handful of patients, you seem to have figured it out. He's like, well, I can't tell you. I'm just telling you what happens with my patients. And they always retreat to this well, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. We, we should explore it. But let me just tell you what happened with Big Mike or Big Ed or whatever it was. Like they have these anecdotes and anecdotes are cute. You know, very, very cute. I can tell you a million funny, cool, neat stories where I cured this one patient that no one else cured. Very cute. It's not, it's not scientific. 
it's just pure idiocy. I mean, I have no idea how how on earth this guy says this and still people listen to him and he still has like a following and a job. Um, I don't understand this kind of thinking at all where we tell people complete nonsense and they believe it. So Dr. Mike pressed him again and said, listen, I have gastroenterologists who are my friends. I have rheumatologists. I have immunologists. None of them, are you saying none of them have been able to discover what you've discovered, even though they see thousands of patients a year too? You're not the only one that sees patients. He's like, well, I can't tell you. You know, it is, I'm just telling you what, what I do with my patients. And I check their blood tests every three months. And this is what happens and blah, blah, blah. And D- Dr. Danielle Bellardo was like, well, look, you know, very interesting. But we also do blood tests. And there have been blood tests showing the exact opposite of what you said. When we actually put people on olive oil, on fruits, on, you know, whole grains, on whatever. She talks about the lion diet heart study. We put people on all this stuff. And they actually got better. So I'm not sure how and why you are coming up with this. And it's just factually incorrect. So uh, I don't really know what to say other than this was one of the wildest, craziest interviews. And no wonder the public is confused. If you want to talk about stuff like this all the time, join my community, drallo.net slash community. We have a Zoom every Monday. And you're welcome to join us uh, and talk about this. You can text and call me all day, all night through the app as well. And I'll catch you in the next episode. Peace.